Hello, and welcome back to Unadulterated with Phil and DJ. Why'd you put that voice on? That's my voice. No, that's not your voice. You I put... tried to make it sound corporate. Nah, make you... it sound crispy. No, you sound <laughs> sultry. That's not sultry. You were giving me a little bit of very white sultry, but whatever. That was sultry to you? It was a little bit of sultry. That was just being warm and welcoming. Okay, well, tone it down, sir. Tone it down. Welcome. Welcome to episode <laughs> right here. It's been a while, Phil. How have you been? I'm sure the people have missed your voice. No. It's, it's been some weeks, hasn't it? It's been like two or three. The last or... the last podcast we put out was October 8th, sir. Today is November 10th. Like three, four weeks. I don't know. Yeah. A good month. Been busy. Been busy. Work's been crazy. I don't know. I needed a mental break from the world and then... I don't know. It's just been life. It's just been life. That's all right. You're here now. Yeah. We're doing it. We're doing it. How have you been living? I've been good. I'm. I'm. Tired. I'm. How did? See. The the repetition of daily life is, the monotony of it all is a little bit much. But I mean, I'm alive and I'm healthy, so I really can't complain about too much. And yeah. there's a lot of people that are struggling with their health, whether it be because of COVID or other health-related issues. So I'm not going to complain about the the mundane little things of just like, yeah. yeah. So I'm overall, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I'm above ground. I'm happy. Just yeah. waking up, going to work is getting old, but that's life. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, it really is. Every day feels like the same day. And weekends yes. don't really feel like that much different. No. Especially that's... because you're in... A business where you don't have a weekend. Have a weekend. Yeah, you might get days off during the week, but yeah, for me, I have a weekend. But today goes by so fast, especially when you have a child. Like it goes by so fast before you know it. It's it's over. It's over, and it's time to start the work week back up. And homeschooling and all of that is no joke. It's a mess. But you know that's where we are. So, what do you want to talk about today? What's what's on your docket? Whatever. I don't know. Whatever you want to talk about. I've, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we can go ahead and throw out the, the elephant in the room and yeah, dude. the elephant and the donkey in the room. We have the, uh, I mean, the- bite him, baby. <laughs> yeah, you see that spike you just made? I'm going to adjust the volume because of that. That was the elephant. Now we, we addressed it. <laughs> I'm going to take that as you're happy that Biden... No, I'm not happy as Biden, but I'm happy as not Trump. (laughs) Isn't that a sad day? Like when... (laughs) See? No, but I mean, there are... I'm sure there's people who actually love Biden and are happy that it's Biden. But it's sad that there are also a lot of people that are like, I'm not even happy that it's Biden. I'm just happy that it's not Trump. Yeah. I'm happy that it's Kamala. Kamala's cool. Oh, you got her name down. It took like... You've been practicing. Eight months to get it. It's all right. It's all right. But yeah. No. From her front, there's a lot of accomplishments that I'm like, yes, I'm excited about. But as far as Biden, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I'm just happy that we're moving on to hopefully... My, My hope is that, and I've told a couple of people this already, is that finally we can have someone who will work actively... To reach out to all people, to yeah. whether they voted for them or not. And I know he said that in his speech, but I hope that it is an actual thing, that he will w- work across the aisle, that he will work yeah. to bring Americans back together, not being putting out you know poisonous um, rhetoric that's harmful to people, whether mentally, physically. I mean, like, yeah, I just, I hope that finally for the first time in, in a while that we'll have a president who will work to unify people and work to bring peace um like i said to everyone and not just to those that voted for them yeah i mean yeah just like you said you know biden's cool biden's not trump and it's not even just trump but is he cool do you like okay so he he's cool like because he's not Trump or are there things that you like no. about him that you're excited specifically because it's him as the- I like some of his platform. I mean, he I think he aligned with the Democratic Party holistically in finding universal health care and finding a way to implement that. 
the ballots, the individual ballots nationwide, so like the state ballots or the down ballot elections, a lot of people started legalizing weed. And I mean, albeit, you know, I really don't smoke weed anymore, but ending the war on drugs is going to happen, I think, soon. That's huge. Um, and I think that's a big thing that Kamala was pushing. And then, I don't know, finally some like actual like COVID related action would be cool. What about those who are afraid that Biden's first act is going to be to shut the country back down, which a lot of small businesses will not be able to bounce back or survive another shutdown, or maybe even some larger corporations can't afford to be shut down at this point. So, yeah, I mean, tough titties, dude. Like, it's COVID. I don't think people realize like it's a pandemic. I, I think, yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I no, don't no, want no. stuff to shut down, but I think that no, a lot no, of people no. still don't have anyone in their family or friend group who has had it to a degree that they were like no, on no. a ventilator or in the hospital. It's not even that. It is for me because for people no, who are still out no, here like man. complaining and stuff and not wanting to wear a mask or whatever, I'm like, you clearly don't have anyone in your family who had it to a degree that it was like life threatening because in my so far I've had two people in my family who have passed. They are not immediate family, but they're still, I mean, that's pretty close. Yeah. So that's two people in my family that I know that I know, per, well, one person that I know personally, the other one I did not know, but it's my cousin related to them, yeah, my, my first cousin's mother who passed away um, from COVID. And so it's probably a lot easier when you're detached in the sense that like literally none of your friends have had it. None of your family have had it. If they did have it, it was a a small case where it just felt like the flu and they were out for a couple of days and then they were back up moving. So I can get people not taking it as seriously. And then when you don't know anyone who's died, you're like, okay, well I hear the numbers, but it's only, only 1% of people who are not out anymore. Like, so it's like, okay, cases are going up, cases are going up. It was like, what, the most cases ever in one day, period, on Saturday. And then Saturday, you know, these folks at the Notre Dame game, they all rushed the field. There's about to be a huge spike there and like, wherever Notre Dame is, like Wisconsin, Michigan, somewhere, up in the north. But, like I said, like, we aren't talking about the cases. Like, COVID has not gone away. No, I remember when it first, I don't want to say it came out. Not even a little bit. But, like, it was like COVID, this and that, hospitals, beds, boom, 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 PPE. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then it's like, nothing's changed. It's gotten worse, and now there's less coverage. Well, has COVID's it not worse? cute? Yeah. I mean, it's in terms of deaths, not in terms of people getting it. Are, are it we... is still running rampant, and folks are still dying. It's not like folks just stopped dying. No, they haven't stopped dying. I'm just wondering because I guess we don't hear about it as obviously. That's what I'm saying. We're, the we're not hearing stuff. about it. But we're, I'm saying like And even during the election, COVID wasn't even the biggest, biggest at the end of the day, like that's what I'm saying. If and shelter in place, I'll even say this on my own behalf, that shit will cure depression for folks, I think. Sheltering in place? Yeah, man. Maybe I'm not understanding because a lot of people have said that it has caused depression and caused suicidal thoughts because they've had to shelter in place. We were just talking about the monotony. Mm-hmm. Okay. If everything, like if he really drops the hammer on us and says two weeks a month, you're in, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I have this time where like I can really like. I can take care of this, and then not only will I take care of this, it's not, I don't know what's coming out on the other side, but, like, there's a plan on the other side to at least get past this COVID stuff. Does that make sense? So, like, I can really take a set amount of time to, like, really nurture and grow myself. And guess what? While you're doing that, you can get the unemployment, and I think Biden's going to drop the stimulus on us. Like, I think we'll be able to survive, have a slightly better quality of life during the next hypothetical shelter in place. And like there's an actual plan. But in order to get another stimulus check, it has to be approved. Right. He can't just write the check by himself and get it sent out. Right. But that could happen. But you think that the Senate and the House are going to... The just... House is blue right now. Well, okay. So the House, sure. But you and think then that the, the Senate... Senate's just going to... So the Senate, depending on the Georgia election, everybody go vote. Um, Ossoff and Warnock are going... Uh, 
to a runoff in their respective races on January 5th. And if they win, uh, the Senate is split and then the majority goes to a decision of the vice president, i.e. Kamala Harris, who would then choose to pick Democrat, one would assume. And then you would have all three being Democratic. And then that would be very easy and like, Again, all of these things that people want. Oh, well, I want to see this happen. I want to see this happen. Like you're saying, well, how can how can you make the stimulus happen if the Senate's red and this and that? Like, well, yeah, we have we a chance. We saw what happened with Obama and being blocked. But we can have a chance to not have that block. Yeah, but that's still a hypothetical. It's not a hypothetical because it's happening in our state, though. I mean, it is, but see? I'm just... Well, I know. I'm not underestimating Atlanta. I'm just saying... Well, you can't because they flipped blue. They, they did, but that's still an if. But there's also the if it doesn't flip blue for the Senate and it's still split. So what happens? I don't know. Okay, so I hear what you're saying, but you didn't address the, the depression what? part. I guess long term, if you're one of those people that can take yourself out of the immediate and look at the long term, then yes. But a lot of people who are struggling with depression and suicidal yeah. thoughts, are they're in the, the now. They're not thinking about the... How this is going to benefit in two weeks or two months? I know we've been and in that's this hard. We've it's been in this hard. pandemic for eight nine months now, and we're still not through it. So, how is going back into shelter in place going to make anybody ha- like? I don't know. Like when I was when I was in lockdown, all I did was like I found ways to make myself happy. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like you are with yourself alone, or you know, with whoever you're staying with. What are you gonna do? That's a lot for some people, though, to be for people who might be single or people who but, have immune immunocompromised people in their families. To but see. you can explore. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, you know what? I've always wanted to do A, B, C, and D. Um, oh, there's this book I want to read. Oh, well, I want to start writing this. Or, oh, you know, I've thought about thinking, planning this. I don't know. People's pockets are different. Oh, well, I've thought about wanting to build a business. Well... You have this time where it's just you and your laptop. Like, you can really get shit done. I and then, if, there's if your a, hands are busy, if you can keep your hands busy. If it, there is a good stimulus check that keeps people from having to worry about their finances to the point where they're like, I'm not allowed to go to work because we're in lockdown, but I can't afford to put food on the table and pay my bills and do this, which, yeah. unfortunately, a lot of people are like that the first time. Um, I get it, but I... Because I, I believe... I think you have a very positive outlook, which is awesome. But I think there's also the person who... It's possible. Because Idle Canada, hands is just what you have. Like, not going to work means I'm going to stay in bed until 12 o'clock because I don't have to get up and go anywhere. That's fine. Not having to go to work means I'm not going to even leave my house or go outside to get fresh air, possibly for some people. So then that puts them in this cycle of depression. And, and again, right. is it two weeks? Is it two months? And so people are sitting here in this But it lockdown. takes one second to break that cycle. And I'm not telling anybody to do what you have to do because I get it. I've been there and I'm there quite often. And it's hard to see that in the then. But then you have to remember, well, I'm doing the same thing. I wake up and I will sleep in late. I love sleeping in. And then it's like, damn. Where's the day gone? I didn't even have time to go to the gym today. I didn't even have time to do this. And I like I never eat breakfast because I sleep through breakfast. So it's like, well, whatever. I'll just eat at like 7 o'clock and have like late lunch and then like super late dinner at midnight. You know? But that's me. And it's like, well, one day I'll wake up and get breakfast. But I'm not going to wake up early enough to have breakfast. So I'll just say I'll have breakfast one day. You know? Yeah. But like if you, you know what people say? You know, if you do the same thing, why do you expect different results? This is true. And so, like, in lockdown, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I am, like, again, the crux of everything I'm saying is finding shit you enjoy. If you can find shit that makes you happy, oh, you know what? I remember, I don't know, I had a GameCube when I was a little kid. I played, you know, Mario Kart. I did this. Let me just fire it up just for the nostalgia. Oh, this is kind of cool. I haven't played video games in forever. Oh, well, let me go dust off this thing. Or, you know what? I can Amazon something to me. Or, like, oh, you know what? Well, what's something else I used to like? And then it's like, you're, you can allow yourself to be happy from exploring yourself. Because we as humans don't, like, we don't take time to rest. But we don't take time to, like, explore ourselves. I spend a lot of my time getting to know my girlfriend. Getting to know my friends. Hanging out with my coworkers. But, like, 
hanging out with yourself is really weird because it's like, well, there's so much of me. There's me and all of my experiences. There's me and all of my past, like things I used to like, things I still like, things I want to explore. But sometimes I don't know what I like. And when you're alone, explore that. And then you can fine tune your happiness. Yeah. I like playing that devil's advocate, as you know. I know, but so I don't I'm like that. Gonna, Come on, but, man. Okay, but, well, I don't even know if this is devil's advocate. This is just fact. Because all the things that you said, you know, finding things that you like, finding your niche, taking the time and turning it into a positive instead of, you know, I feel like all that was said the first time around. And that still didn't stop the number of suicidal... But folks were broke. <sighs> folks were broke. Like, we... I remember... I got to look it up. Whatever day um, Rudy Gobert got the COVID, that's when they sent me home from work. And that was probably early March. I didn't get the stimulus till what? Late April? And they didn't even throw um, unemployment until like the middle of April. Yeah, the rollout of stuff. I mean... Was bad. I mean, granted, it, it it's not... You know, it's been a while since we've been through a pandemic. So sure. I, I get that it takes time to organize. And but not even that, because your boy, your boy Trump. But we knew since January, at least. No, your boy Trump fired the whole pandemic relief team. Oh, that. He fired. So who knows? We can circle back because I got a lot of words for him. But the end all be all is this. Look at it objectively. Okay, well, how come these folks in Canada were able to get what? It was like two grand a month on on the regular two grand a month. Oh, the French people, they're getting cut a check too. And it's, it's not impossible. Like we have the money. Of course it's not impossible. So how do you expect us to live off that 1200 and then not see a dollar of it? Like a dollar after ever, like to this day. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well. Yeah, you said that was in April and we're in November now. Yeah. So seven months. So like, God forbid, like someone is immunocompromised, and some people aren't back to work yet. Yeah. And then I don't know the plan on unemployment. I don't know how you have to pay that back. I don't know how that looks for people's taxes, but like that could be a problem too. Mm-hmm. And tax season is going to be a whole mess this year. So I would say use your Googles, use your YouTubes, and find a good tax fraud that works. A good tax what? <laughs> Boy, you stay slipping stuff in there, and I'm. <laughs> This he's, <laughs> I, wow, or do things the the correct legal way and uh, be an upstanding citizen, <laughs> even if others aren't, and find loopholes. Um, I mean, if you can find a legal loophole, I guess go for it because that's what they're there yeah. for. Yeah. But you gotta have money to have people to help you find them loopholes. No, you don't, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know too many poor people who are finding loopholes of not having to pay taxes or things like that. It's usually no, people who have money that are able to work the system. It. Finagle it. People who have money finagle the system. People who don't have money are being finagled by the system. Well, guess that's what? why we're in the situation it's the same of system. predicament. Exactly, it's the same system, but the system is made to oppress those who are already oppressed and keep them down. No. So okay, so how are you finagling it? When's the last time you didn't pay your taxes and didn't get in trouble with the IRS and have them trying to take stuff? See, now you got me talking crazy on the record. I'm talking hypothetically. Uh, I'm, See, why you why you just put that on me? I'm just saying. And you know, we in type all types of microphones and cameras. They be listening. You said too many trigger words. They said, who didn't pay what and when and where? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> hey, you looking at me serious. It was hypothetical. No. <laughs> I'm just saying if someone were to not want to pay their taxes, there's a way that you can have the same MacBook and just say, I get a new MacBook every year for college or I use my MacBook for school and, you know, okay, I have to write off, you know, $1,200, $1,500 to Best Buy because I just keep, have to keep getting a new laptop. I right, renew- but if you're audited, then you, you're going to have to prove those things. And usually people who are only doing that with a little bit of stuff aren't getting audited, but if you're... Constantly writing off MacBooks and writing no, off cars but as business you, expenses. Well, then it's who's, kinda, got, who's got cars like that? That's what I'm saying. So but again, I'm, it goes back I'm to the people you, who have money. I'm telling Broke you. Broke people aren't finagling the system is my point. But you can work a little here and there. And this is what I do say. This is what I've seen and heard that people do. 
you just save every receipt from anything you've ever bought. And if you can find a way to leverage that I've used this for work or in some capacity to be for work, do I just bought some jeans. Okay, well, I have to wear clothes at work. Write it off. Well, in the past, like, right yeah, off, but no, with, right with, off with, every single daggone thing. Trump's tax plan that was in place, there was a lot of stuff that you weren't able to write off that you could have written off before he put that tax plan into place. No. Uh, yes, no. that is a fact. That's not even... That's not on my TurboTax. That's on 100. We got different programming. Yeah. There were a lot of people who were saying that there were things that they were able to write off before and that they could no longer write off. Even the amount of money, yeah, the amount of money that you were getting for things that you were writing off for before, and you weren't getting that same amount of money. Or I'll you weren't getting this. anything at all. And I'll tell you this, break up your Goodwills. So, like, I have, like, four, five, like, big bags. And I'm going to try and break that down in, like, 12 small bags. So that way I can have as many Goodwill receipts as I can. Because even if I donate one shirt, I'm still get a receipt. But if I break that up over time, more receipts, more kickback. Opposed to just getting one receipt for everything, let me make the most of my trips. See, DJ, you got to... There's a lot of ways to finagle it. They just don't tell you. Oh, I know they don't tell you. But again, like I said, you don't see broke people walking around who have finagled no, the system. Because a lot of... if People that are... Broke less, people no. who broke people who finagle the system broke, no. end up in jail. Broke people who finagle the system. You finagle the system and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna go flex. You can't do it to flex. You gotta do it to get by so you can no, get you to the next no, level. Sir. No, no, come sir. on, bro. We talking about systems in place here, and if we be we being intellectually let's, honest, let's be broke in. people who finagle the system end up in the system. Okay. When people have money and they finagle the system, they get ahead. They get ahead. But come on. Are we talking about socioeconomic? That's all we're talking about? What, what else are you talking about? Or make sure you're not being color specific because... I, I, I was talking about socioeconomic specifically. Okay. But if that's the case, then like you can definitely springboard to a different tax bracket through finagling. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you think all these folks way back in the way got their long money? Finagling. Finagling is slave owning. We can't own slaves. So we about to finagle. Mm. Uh, yes or no? There is no honest dollar in America. Once we once we come to that conclusion, then what's my hustle? What's your hustle? See? Pause. See? Why is there no honest dollar in America? Every dollar has blood on its hands. There is blood on every single penny. But you're not saying that every person who's making money is a part of that because saying that they have done something to put the blood on the money. You're just saying that the money is dirty regardless. If you're not the person putting blood on the money, it's your blood getting put on the money. Mm. So, again, what's your hustle? Is your hustle out here trying to scrap by on 750 or are you trying to get... Okay. What? Continue Where was I? Where was I? No, we were just talking about finagling. And just finagle the system. That's all I can say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just Seriously. Well, no, DJ, like you were saying, um, is everybody at fault? No, you know, everybody's, everybody plays a role. Seriously. Yeah. And I'm not telling people to compromise their morals, but I think that's the American dream is... Well, but that's what America is based off of, is stepping on top of somebody to get somewhere else. So if you can do it in a victimless way, I am pro-white collar crime. Maybe that's something I need to say. There's a lot of people that don't like to admit that part of the American way is putting other people down to advance yourself. And if you want to, and those who are wanting to advance everyone, that makes you a socialist and that makes you... Well, that's, socialism is that. Well, yeah, but... Uh, but people dub socialism as communism. That's what I was about to say. And then it turns into being a socialist to then being a communist who, yeah, it, it, it goes extreme real right. quick in that interpretation. Yeah. What were you saying about white-collar crime? I'm just pro-white-collar crime. If you can embezzle something... <laughs> Hey, you talking about you talking about me saying trigger words? You out here, <laughs> out here, um, 
incriminating yourself, sir. I'm, no, no, no. I'm not saying I do it. I just say I'm a fan. Yeah. Look, if you could look, Martha Stewart's my guy. I'm Never all about Martha the, Stewart. I'm about the insider trading. Look, Martha. Text me. My Robin Hood's trying to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Got the Charles Schwab too. Like this is what it's about because that's a different finagle. But if you're not hip to that finagle. If you don't know how to work those systems, then you can't, like I said, use a finagle to swing you to that next level. I guess life is life is just a game. And do you want to play with loaded dice or do you want to play by the rules? Because the loaded dice are out there. And and that's another thing. If them folk are already have the deck stacked in their favor, then why can't I put a card up my sleeve too? Because clearly there's no rules. Because when you get card, caught with that card, you... You have different consequences than others do. That's why. So be it. Mm-hmm. But isn't that life? I already know when my consequences and the outcomes for everything I do is already finna be different. So why not roll the dice and, you know, try to go big? Why not try to cash out since we're playing? It's the Wild West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? <laughs> Okay, but you Mr. Family Man, so you can't you can't be gambling like that. I I've, I've never gambled in my life before, not like in a casino or anything, outside of just at school. Ooh, I bet you five dollars you can. But yeah, um. So what do you think about these next? What is it? Seventy two, seventy one days now until January twentieth, with the transition of. <sighs> All right. You ready for this? I don't know. Are you ready? Because I, I feel like I, I'm not trying to unload like the most. I'm just I'm, I'm just curious. I don't know. Oh, go okay. ahead. You no, no, I won't unload the most. No, well, I'll tell you. No, say whatever you're gonna say. I saw it on the tweets a second ago. The tweets. The tweets. Yeah. The tweets. Why do you sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like somebody's granddaddy. I saw it on the tweets. <laughs> on the tweets. <laughs> what did you see on the tweets, sir? Um, how you say his name? Mike P- Pompey? Pompeo? Pompey? He's Secretary of State. P-O-M-P-E-O. Pompeo. Pompeo. I think. He said there will be a smooth transition of power on 20-whatever, 21st, 20th, whatever. It's January 20th. That Yeah, that day. And he said it will be a smooth transition of power into the second Trump administration. Wait, what? Swear. No, you didn't. Swear. (laughs) No, you didn't. Swear. Oh, because they're still contesting the votes in certain yeah, states. Yeah, and he said every vote's going to get counted. but As it should. But he said, this, this is the Secretary of State. As it already did. But this is the Secretary of State. Mm. Like, in the cabinet of, of the White House right now, running the election. Because that's what Secretary of State does. Right? And this fool said, second Trump administration. That's cute. I mean, there are, See, he's, he's holding out hope. That's sweet. But okay. He's trying to be a supportive Secretary of State. But if this happened anywhere else, if this happened South America, Africa, I don't know. If it happened in Greece, after Greece collapsed, when they left the EU, mm, Brexit was pretty seamless. Mm. Like, if it happened in the Middle East, folks would be saying, oh, this is a coup. This is a coup. Oh, this is... Going somewhere really crazy in America. I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. But we're like, I guess, like, do we not see, like, this is some real crazy shit happening? Yeah. I'm being dead ass. I'm just reading through ballot counting abuse. No, let me pull up the Pompeo. Pompeo? Mike? Yeah. Mike Pompeo. He's trending right now, probably yeah. for the reason that you said. Uh, can I? Oh, I thought that was his. No. Hold on. I'm trying to show him how to use the tweets. He don't know what he's doing. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Right here. That's the vid. Oh, it's a video? Yeah, just click it though. Chinese Communist Party officials and Hong Kong police who have undermined Hong Kong's promised autonomy and crushed the freedoms of its people. We will continue to challenge actions by the CCP and its Hong Kong proxies who stifle democracy and basic freedoms. On Monday in Syria, we unleashed the fifth tranche of the Caesar Act designations on Bashar Assad and his regime. 
and the United States commends the EU for taking similar actions to sanction individuals responsible for prolonging the horrific conflict inside of Syria. We will continue to coordinate with our EU and like-minded partners to promote accountability for the regime there and the atrocities it has committed against the Syrian people. In Geneva yesterday, the United States presented our national report. Oh, this fool talking. Yeah, that's not the right the video. Um, yeah, it says he's speaking on sanctions. Nah, he talking too much. Oh, here it is. Uh, is the State Department currently preparing to engage with the Biden transition team? And if not, at what point does a delay hamper a smooth transition or pose a risk to national security? There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. He said that with his full chest. That Trump's going right back in office. But did we? Are we surprised by this? Trump has been touting this no. since we. But you, I don't think you understand. This is going to happen. What's going to happen? The dude that is running the election said Trump's going back in office. He just said that with his full chest. Okay. The dude that's running the election. So it was just a little dog and pony show for um. Binding them to win. That wasn't even real. Does that make sense to you? How? Mm-mm. No. No. They have undermined the integrity of democracy, and they said... Which he's been doing since he got into office. Bro, you got kinfolk in Russia. Like, this is some, like, actual Putin shit. Like, that's how you need to see this. Like, this is not... Does that make sense? Like, this is a play out of Putin's book. You know? uh, I hear what you're saying. I just don't feel... If I don't see how I'm affected by it because I just don't think that... We are going to either be living under Trump's rule or, like, I don't know. But he is not leaving office. Even people in his own party have come out and said that he cannot not leave office. You can't... <laughs> unless he's about to for real become a dictator there's no way that he can stay in office and go against even his own party that he's he don't give no type of cares about them folk well i mean i don't doubt that but i'm just saying how are you going to i mean there there's a isn't there military that can forcefully remove you if you're not leaving that's part of the secret service but peep this he already fired he fired the secretary of defense earlier in the week and one of the underlying reasons he fired the Secretary of Defense was during uh, the protesting, he said, I am not going to unleash the army on these protesters. They're still lawful citizens, and that is just not how we do things in America. And Trump said that, you know, at the time, you know, that's not right. There needs to be law and order. Law and order is not even a dog whistle, but we know what that means. Mm-hmm. He fired him. So now... You can handpick who you want to be Secretary of Defense, how you want them to use the military, i.e., it seems to be you want them used against the people, while you're trying to, like, really take the king's ransom of all the power of America? Come on, fool. You don't think that Biden and Harris are already prepared for this and that there aren't already people who are listening and seeing what's happening and getting ready to do what's necessary to... All right, DJ. The thing is, is that you say it's a play out of Putin's playbook, but if we're being honest, if we if we keep it at a hundred, if I got to put my money on Trump or Putin, it's gonna go on Putin every time, because this man has been in office for twenty years. He knows what he's doing. He's been at this for a long time. Trump has not. He's not. They're not on the same level when but it comes to being. They're in cahoots, and what you gotta realize is. Trump is the king, but Putin is the king maker that made him. Does that make sense? Trump is the king of what? The the king, and the in the terms of kings and kingmakers. Are you familiar with the kingmaker? I'm I'm familiar with the keymaker. No. Okay, so the kingmaker is the person. I I want to be great, but I'd rather go make great people. And Putin, like discipleship. Yes, and Putin molded Trump. You see what I'm saying? Possibly. Trump was just the clay and he put him up there. But guess what? He can just leave him up there and he can keep going. But he is still under that wing of Putin, bro. 
But what? Okay. But think about it. If he's under the wing of Putin, then he already knows what to do because he's got him in his ear. So what difference? Okay, but... But the, what I'm saying is this. So you're saying that the military is also in Putin's pocket and that they're going to do what he no, wants? No, man. I'm not saying it's in Putin's pocket. I'm saying it's in Trump's pocket. And Trump is moving like a dictator. Like, he is not moving legally in America. He's not moving correctly anymore. I don't think that he ever has been, but... But it's abundantly clear. And this is what I'm saying. Like, that is the issue. Like, you want to talk about transfer power. I'm letting you know, like... It doesn't seem like that's ever going to exist. So what are you saying? So you're saying on January 20th, there will be no change of power that Biden and Harris will not be the next president and vice president. And um, that we're stuck with Trump until he passes away. No, I'm saying I'm watching that on pay-per-view. Because <laughs> that is going to be must watch. Because I don't think Trump's going to show up to the inauguration. Of course not. But is Trump going to leave office? I don't know. You know, there's talks that Trump wants to start his own TV network. Yeah. Um, that's a whole nother issue for me, but I don't know. I'm less curious about Trump and what he's going to do or where he's going to show up and more more concerned about... Where his base goes? Well, base and supporters. That's what like, I'm saying. But what kind of riots may happen? What kind of... Because people are out here already saying, like, Trump supporters are peaceful and they don't go rioting and burning stuff down and looting stuff no but like, they just go kill black people well mm, mm, mm. see no. oh we can't be that honest no okay no i'm talking about your no say it be honest i'm talking about the people that we see out there protesting right now saying count the legal or count the vote or stop the vote or stop the steal well they change every day what they're trying to say right because they have to because they realize that it has no basis um <laughs> but my thing is when we do get through these 70 something days and it's time to switch power are they going to still be peacefully protesting or is it going to be Kind of like we've seen here where things start out peaceful and then you have instigators and then things end up going amok. And you have things being looted. You have things being set on fire. Because as of right now, like nothing's changed in America for people who are upset about or who are like hardcore Trump supporters base, whatever, to loot, to lash out. I mean, they're upset that they feel like things have been... But like... Trump hasn't gone anywhere yet. They still have hope because he's giving them hope that things are going to change in Pennsylvania. Things are going to change in Georgia. Things are going to change in other states where he came out sure. lower. So to me, my answer is, how are you going to say people are being peaceful and stuff? They're not protesting anything yet. They're protesting to stop the vote, but they're not pro like they're not pro wait, wait not, until it's time for the pay-per-view show and then let's see how they react. I don't even think it is peaceful. Because you see what went down in um, Arizona. I don't even know. It was like... No, I, don't, I haven't heard anything. What Mar happened? Marsapucho? I don't know. I'm not even going to try to say that place. You just did. I know. It was bad. <laughs> Anywho, what happened there? Uh, Tuesday night. I want to say it was Tuesday night when the votes were coming a in. A week ago. Oh, okay. A week ago. I guess. Because today is Tuesday. Damn. Election week's been long as hell. Hasn't it, though? Um, <laughs> they were, Arizona was the last county still counting votes and Biden was projected to win, but you know, they were ready to pack it up for the night. It was like one in the morning. Mm -hmm. People start coming over there, you know, telling them no count the vote, count the vote, uh, representative from neighboring county that's in the house whatever mm -hmm. he comes over there with them well next thing you know you got like a couple hundred folks right outside of the ballot the ballot counting area all standing there screaming count the vote count the vote well now i'm locked in it's two in the morning and i got all these folks screaming at me mm. okay and then you look around hold up all these folks are armed mm-hmm do you hear me? Mm -hmm. You got all these folks armed. That's not new. They got a, a political leader with them. And they're yelling for these folks to stay in there. 
But here's the crazy part. Now they're in the parking lot too, so you can't even walk safely to your car. You see what but I'm has saying? anyone fired any weapons? Because as of yet, I haven't heard of any of these people who are armed firing. So people, that's, no. that's the defense is, okay, so people are armed, but they're exercising their Second Amendment to bear arms. Sure, and I agree And with if that. no one is being popping off, then why? but. I mean, not talking about intimidation because that's a whole different exactly. set. Exactly, and but strictly from a legal standpoint of no, of being armed and 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 having the right to bear arms. Okay, you have a right to bear arms, but if me having an open carry or a concealed carry is different than, hey, I'm here, I am upset, and I'm flashing a weapon at you. Mm. If I open my jacket and I let you know I got it on me, okay, I will call that assault. Yeah. I will. It's intimidation. And yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And then now you're doing that, in a sense, again, to the people running the election. But And this is what one thing I've been thinking about a lot. America and like the democracy, the freedom, all of that shit that they talk about is only in favor of when it's for them. Of course. Like... The law and order is law and order that keeps people like you in a certain place and lets them be where they want to be. Absolutely. But that not that what all what politics is? Is only doing things that when it favors you and not others? Well, isn't, that, a, isn't that what politics is? I don't think that. I think politics should be holistically good. No, not what it should be, what it is. Mm. There's a lot of things that but, but, it should be, but what but, is it? Yeah. It's a bunch of people looking out for their own yeah. interests, and their own party, yeah. and people who can help them finagle more. I'm not going to help the poor little people. I want to help the people who can finagle and help me get finagle higher a little bit more. and finagle more. Yeah. So if we're being intellectually honest, again, it's all about... The damn finagle. I get a, it. It's about the finagle, <laughs> and it's about a system of oppression because the long, as long as we can keep some people oppressed, then we can elevate ourselves. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I was waiting for them folks at that little ballot count spot to get gassed up. Which right. one? The, the folks home to keep counting. I oh. want to see a rubber bullet pop off. Oof. But that's what I'm waiting for. That is what I will say and something I've been thinking about. Because I was even I was texting my girl. I was like, okay, say, say this, dude. Like, Say we're out at dinner. Say we're doing something. We're walking. A uh, dude comes up, he's got the Trump flags on his truck, starts yelling at me. Well, I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Well, you know what? Call the cops. Hey, you know, boom, boom. I feel uncomfortable. I just need you to either uh, help me in this situation because I don't want to take matters in my own hands. And then, you know, please, it's your civil duty. It's your job. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like... In that moment, I thought about this. I was in the shower. I was like, dude, like, if the cop doesn't dismiss that guy for messing with me, saying everything he's trying to say, hey, you know, blah, 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 calling me, whatever, whatever. And none of this happened, but it's just in my head something I'm worrying about. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't dismiss him, I could be dead that night, and that dude already got the green light for it. <laughs> but not the green light just for me, but, like, he also knows, got it. Like, we really know where the cops stand with these folks, and those folks know where they stand too. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. And like, I feel like that green light is coming. I don't want to say it's coming soon, but I'm, I'm really trying to figure out like, I'm trying to figure out like where safety lies in America right now. Ooh, I wish I knew because I don't know either. It is getting somewhere kind of crazy. But what's interesting is that people, when I, when I, I mean, granted the thing that I posted about the NAACP, the NAACP came out, the, I think it was the vice president and made a statement about them not having received a tip um, and that that was false information. Um, but I think what people fail to realize is that even if the NAACP, like, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's just black people being hypersensitive and hyper aware, but just because the NAACP said that that specific thing wasn't told to them Other doesn't discount yeah it doesn't discount the many times that I've and I guess some people are like well it's a conspiracy theory that people are putting out there to um sow dissension and you know sow distrust and stuff like that I when I read stuff like that 
it doesn't make me distrust white people. It doesn't make me have any type of dissension in my heart or hate for white people. What it does is make me pay attention when I'm at the gas station, not to have headphones in my ears and be listening to music or if I'm out walking or something to be aware of my surroundings. What it does is it makes me aware and to not just unfortunately live life like most Americans are right. able to just go out and not have to think about things like that. In the same way, in the same way, it's interesting because we just filmed an episode of uh, Serial Talk about womanism and feminism. And one of the things that was brought up was about the fact that, you know, as a woman, they, not all, but the women that were on the talk all mentioned how they had all felt that when they go out, you know, the things that are going through their heads are different than their guy friends or their husbands yeah. or their boyfriends. Because as a woman, you know, they're thinking as they leave work, like, okay, I'm going into this parking lot. You know, I need to check my surroundings and make sure that I'm not being followed. Who was in the elevator with me? Um, you know, am I in a well-lit area? Is it dark and things like that? You know, whereas their, again, significant other boyfriend, husband, whatever friend might just walk to their car, holding their phone, you know, not paying attention at all. And I think it's similar in the sense that, like, we have to be aware of our surroundings and not like I'm in a bad neighborhood quote unquote. So I need to sure. be aware of my surroundings. I'm like, no, right now in America, there is a certain heat and a certain temperature that is making me uneasy. And it makes me feel like where I go, especially. But yeah, because of the temperature that we are at right now in this country, um, again, like I said, I repeat, it does not make me suspicious of white people. Um, it makes me aware of who is around me, what they're doing, um, especially in the area that I live, mm -hmm. I just, I second guess, not second guess, but I, I double think about stuff before I, you know, like I said, if I'm going to get gas, I'm checking to make sure who else is in the parking lot. I'm checking to see that there are cameras around um, so that if something does pop off, that it's going to be caught on camera, at least, even if I'm not alive to tell the story. Um, mm. I'm, you know, checking to see who if someone's been following me for too long or you know just many different things and again i know some people who this isn't the reality and this isn't what they have to deal with might think that someone like me might be being paranoid and oversensitive to something that's not that serious but i mean you got two people of color right here sitting here and telling you that it is that serious so and I'm sure there are a lot. I, I'm not even sure. I know for a fact because I know from conversations that I've had, from responses that I've had on post that this is a, I won't say it's a feeling that all black people and people of color have, but I have a feeling that it is a, a big majority of people of color that feel some sense of uneasiness. And of course, it comes at different levels. I'm not going to say everybody is in the same, you know, sure where everybody is super, super like hyper aware and worried, but there are different varying levels of feeling a need to be extra aware and cautious right now because of all the stuff that's happening and stuff that has yet to happen. That's just my two cents and how I feel about it. How do you feel about people of color? Do you like that term? The term? I know, it was kind of crazy how I phrased it. <laughs> no, but, I was like, uh... Um... I don't think I like it. I don't... I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I guess it depends on who's saying it and in what context. Yeah. I mean, if someone called me a person of color... Yeah. Like... You see what I'm saying? Because my niece, while working at her restaurant, has been referred to by an older gentleman that was in there. He was probably in his 70s or 80s, but, you know, said that she was really pretty for a colored girl. Um, oh, so yeah, that's crazy. For one, I, I get that you're older, but not an excuse. Like, yeah. I need you to have Time conversations with people. And, yeah, we're not calling people colored. Um, two, there should never be the quantifying, like, oh, you're so pretty for. Like, that's yep. just that's trash. So, again, I don't care if that's your granddaddy you need to call him out on it because he's wrong. And mm -hmm. people who are afraid to talk to their elders about stuff, like, I'm sorry, but you can do stuff in a respectful manner, but it's not okay to just use someone's age as a reason not to talk to them about 
their racism or about their wrong hate or about their wrong. Like it's just it's not it's not an excuse, and it's time that we stop. And another thing is this. letting that go. Well, if you don't if you don't call old folks on what they're doing, an ideology behind that as well. All of these sins, like all this wrongdoing, will die when they die. You know? No, it won't because it's fostering new exactly. races. Because it's like, oh well, if Grandpappy was racist, right? And never like, Grandpappy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you called one of your grandfathers? Like, okay. no. I'm like, let me not come for you. And then it turns out that's what you called him. I'm coming for somebody's Grandpappy right now. <laughs> grandpappy. Wow. Okay, so if somebody's <laughs> grandpappy, mm-hmm. yeah, if he was like, I they hate A B C and D, these folks, they blah blah blah, always doing blah blah blah. It's like you know what, Shh, whatever. I'm not gonna ever talk to him about it. He's got that right. Now grandpappy dies, and you're getting older, and you're like, all right, wait a second. All right, I'm looking around. I see this guy. I was like, you know what? Damn it, grandpappy was right about y'all. And you know, and you you won't think about it because you never called him on it. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, you know what? That was some old man kind of crazy wisdom because he's onto something. Knowing good and damn well, you know he was wrong then, but now you find a reason to open your heart to that hate. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll kind of hold sentiment to it because it's like, oh well, you know that's what grandpappy said. You know, it might not make sense to you, but that's just what how he would always talk. And you know, I'm holding on to it. Why am I holding on to his hate like it's some well wishes? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it's it's cyclical. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's the new challenge, though. I mean, throughout this like awakening that we've started having in America, I know a lot of people have been having conversations with friends, with relatives. Um, but I know that there's also a lot of people who have become active in the work, but maybe have shied away from talking to relatives, whether it's, you know, afraid of making things awkward for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Although I don't know how many people are going to relatives for Thanksgiving and Christmas this year because of the pandemic. COVID. But, um, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like we're in a time like go ahead and wrestle with that. And, you know, but like I said, I don't think that family should be off the table. I don't think that elderly people should be off the table and we're just going to make excuses and say oh well they're just older and so you know that's that's just the way they talk back in their time or that's just what they're used to saying or how they're used to think like i'm not going to use that analogy because that could be offensive but it's never too well no you ain't bold and brash anymore no it's not the bold and brash i just i'm i'm not trying to no, it's okay. I'm well because I'm because I'm, I'm specifically talking about older people. I don't want to use to this particular analogy. Um, I'll use the analogy other times when I'm not talking about older people. But I don't feel like it's ever too late to learn new stuff. Um, so mm. using the excuse that someone is old or that's just the way they grew up, like that's like miss me with that. Completely miss me with that. It's not only younger people who are impressionable and who, yeah, I agree that with people who are set in their ways and been doing things a certain way for a long time, it's going to be a lot harder to break through the iceberg and, and get to them. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't put that into the universe and put that into their, their head, you know? So, I yeah. don't know. I get it. I I think that respect Hmm. sometimes skates on a really thin layer of ice with being afraid and just being complacent and complicit, 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 because, you know, we don't want to offend. We are taught to respect our elders, which we should. Yeah. But you can be respectful and call someone out on something. And especially folks who are doubting Christianity, they'll tell you all day long that you're supposed to call your brother and sister out in Christ when they're in the wrong. But then when it comes to an elder, you know, someone in their family who's older than them, all of a sudden, oh, well, you know, can't call grandma on that because she's my elder. So I need to be respectful and not, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to ruffle things and you know get her upset she's she's too old for us to to get upset 
you know, whatever, whatever. I just, I miss me with that whole argument and excuses. And I guess, like, going in a Christian sense, like, it says, you know, I can't call you for the speck in your eye for the plank in my own. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think about a lot, because just this whole world, like, as I tell everybody, like, the flesh wants to sin. Like, none of us are perfect. Like, that is an absolute truth. I am no better than you because my one sin amounts to every sin you've ever had, and your every sin amounts to my every sin. Mm-hmm. It's all equal across the scoreboard. But that's the scoreboard I'm looking at. I don't care about all this secular kind of shit, you know? Because I know I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I want to have fun, but this isn't the game I'm trying to play. But if I, if I can't, if I can't hold, I, if I can't hold you accountable for the speck in your eye, you know, you can't see it. How are you going to hold me accountable for the plank in my eye? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I, I can't tell you to fix your life when my life's broken, but at the same tip... But we love to do that. Hey, come on, we do. And it's a lot of the folks that need to get the plank out there are, are mad about someone having a little speck. There's a lot of projecting, okay? Absolutely. But at the same time... Because then I have to admit that I'm a bad person or that something is, is, is flawed in me. But that's, but that's the point. We are flawed. We're supposed to be complete in Christ, not complete in... Uh, I don't know. I can say a lot of stuff. <laughs> but what I'm trying to get at is like, I see you have this in your eye. Mm-hmm. And you're like, damn, you know what, brother? You got some bigger shit in your eye, but it's okay. I hope you take it out. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, hey, DJ. Mm, why is your hair red? Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> you know? And you're like, why is my hair red? You're like, Phil... Why'd you shave your face? Like, why are you doing this? 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 It's like, oh. So why do we have to go back and forth and like, especially in the church, like why do we have to get mad at each other? Like, everything should be in love. And I'm not going to tell you something just to hurt your feelings. I'm trying to tell you something to help you grow. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people forget that. And this is like across the board. And I don't feel like we need to qualify things by saying, hey, I just need you to know Blah, blah, blah. Don't take this the wrong way. This is all in love because once you say that, people know, oh, well, you're taking me somewhere I don't need to go. Of course. It's just like the, you know, not trying to, what is it that people say all the time? Like, no offense, but. Yeah. Kind of. Kind it's going to be offense. Yeah. <laughs> Highly offensive, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, I just want to apologize in advance if this upsets you. Like, I know I'm going to say something that you're not going to like, but no, it's worth it in the long run. Because I'm invested in you. And another thing I realized... Bro, bro, why, 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 bro you, why, why are you shoulder checking me like that? Going back to quarantine, okay? Mm-hmm. I was talking about being with yourself. The one thing... I, I had this breakthrough about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. You ain't call me and tell me? Because I had to tell myself. Okay, go ahead. Is that okay? I mean... Sure, self self love. Yes, thank it is, you. It's important. Self actualization is huge. It's been a lot of that for the past month. If you're not familiar with self actualization, use your Googles and you will learn about yourself. Bro, why are you so old? Why are you putting an S on Google like that? You sound like my parents talking about Targets and Kroger's. Kroger's. Yep. But then how about my dad says public? <laughs> Drives me insane. No. I'm so serious. No. I'm like, really? We putting hey. S's on stuff and then taking. No. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off. I just... <laughs> Go ahead. Your self-actualization. That's not the word you used. But it's the same thing. Okay. okay. Dude. Invest time. Okay. So... In? In anything. Okay. Like, if it's important to you, give it time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because you can make money back. You can do anything. You cannot get time back. Does that make sense? True. And like I had like like I said like a real moment of self actualization like okay well like there's stuff I want to do I'm putting time into it and I was like oh shit you know things are actually starting to shape the way I need it to and it's like I, but I'm like even if you're not like excuse me <laughs> even if you're not like grinding it you know but you're like you're you're spending the time on it you're thinking on it, you're meditating on it, you're chewing on it you're researching you're doing anything like things will start to come together because you're making it habitual. 
you know, going back to quarantine, mm-hmm. what are you investing your time in? Because whatever you're investing your time in is depressing the hell out of you. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. And then it's a slippery slope. Well, I've made a habit of feeding my depression. Mm-hmm. Again, perspective shift, momentum shift. You can step out. It's just hard to step away. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that's what, I don't know, time. I like jump between like six conversations there, but I hope it made sense. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you brought it back full circle. That's it. How you feel? You ready to say goodnight? Uh, why do you always <laughs> be trying to say goodnight to folks? I, I guess I am. We talked about a lot, so you stay trying to say no. We are not telling these folks goodnight. They might be waking up in the morning and listening to you. Why would they listen to the end at the beginning? What? I'm saying good night because then. But the end of something doesn't equal night, bruh. To me, it does. No. no. What if you work until one o'clock in the afternoon? So you say good night to folks because your work day is over? Yeah, I say, yeah, have a good night. Bye bye. But it's the afternoon. Oh my gosh. Because I'm you... not going to see him again. I know. And I'm not but... going to hit him up while I'm away. So good night. No. No. You, you, <laughs> you, you so twisted. I can't. Uh. I'm going to blow him a kiss this time, too. Don't. Bl- no. We don't need any ASMR raspberries being blown. We will not. Thank y'all for t- hopefully listening to the end, tuning in to this hot mess of a podcast. And good night. You really blowing? I, I told you I was. I'm not a liar. <laughs> Bye, y'all.